Hello, and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even in the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss videos, video games, movies, and television shows that we grew up on. Uh, now this week, unfortunately, I do not have my normal co-host, Mike Blanchard, uh, TFG1 Mike. He has actually stepped away for a little bit. Uh, he's actually having some issues with with recording and his roommates, and so there's a whole big brouhaha with that. So in his place, I have asked Nicole Hale to return to us here. That's quite the upgrade, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm stepping up in the world on this one. <laughs> oh, Mike loves me. He, he's going to kill me for that, but he still loves me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so we are, in case you weren't able to guess by the first few notes of that opening theme, we are covering a movie that turned 30 years old this year. I know, I know. I I feel so old because I remember seeing this movie in the theaters. I do too. Oh my gosh. I know I'm old, but I always forget about it until like some reference comes up. I'm like, oh yeah, yes. I was there. <laughs> yeah, and we've already, since we've already covered Back to the Future, this is another summer great movie. This is The Goonies. Uh, it was a 1985 American action adventure comedy film directed by the great Richard Donner. Uh, the film's premise basically features a band of preteens who live in the Goondocks neighborhood of Astoria, Oregon. They attempt to save their homes from demolition, and in doing so, discover an old Spanish map that leads them on an adventure to unearth the long-lost fortune of One-Eyed Willie, a legendary 17th-century pirate. <laughs> So there you go. That's basically what the film is about in case you haven't seen it in some time in the past 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you haven't, really, you should. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm going to say my piece here real quick about this film. It is, this is up there in, I, I can't say my top 10. And the main reason is just because there's other films like I break out the Star Wars trilogy as three films. So mm. I can't really say it's in my top 10, but I would definitely put it in my top 25. <laughs> it's it's definitely up there. This is a great film if you have not seen it. It is a family film. That's the thing. It's There are some language bits. There are some things which are a little, a little off. Uh, but for the most part, it's definitely one that you could sit down and watch with your family. It's a great film. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say the stuff that was shown in this movie, I, I, don't, I don't think it's as rough as something that you would see on a TV sitcom today. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, you, you hear them swear a little bit. You know, you hear, oh, shit. A couple yeah, of times, I but... forgot how many times they said shit in the movie. It was one of the trivias that, that uh, popped up on the screen. I, but it, I guess I'm, I'm oblivious to that word. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 the um, uh, data or data, sorry, <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> uh, he was talking about his parents wouldn't let him swear. So that's why he always spilled it out. His parents didn't want him to swear on screen. So he honored that by spelling it out instead of saying it. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, and you think about this. This was this was a PG movie. It was not like mm -hmm. even PG thirteen. So, when you look back at the eighties, 
I think they were a little bit looser with some of the stuff, which really mm-hmm. kind of surprises me. Uh, but the the movie itself, I mean, I loved it. It it, it starts off. I, I'm going to go ahead and ruin the plot. I, we've kind of already covered exactly <laughs> what happens, but here you go. Yeah. If you haven't seen it again, where the hell have you been for the past thirty years? <laughs> the movie starts off. You see these kids that are they're kind of having their last weekend hurrah, all kind of hanging out you know, on a rainy weekend in Astoria, Oregon. Their houses are getting ready to be torn down, and they're basically their father is about ready to have the house foreclosed. He's been trying all he can to try and figure out what he can do to save the houses up there. And the kids decide that they're going to go exploring in the attic because their father happens to be a museum curator, and he just happens to have in his attic this map of One-Eyed Willie. It, which I always thought that was kind of hokey. That and the stone that he has, which shows, you know, where they're linking up, try and find this location according to the map. It, it, you know, it was like that. And then you had all the Spanish language and everything that Mouth is having to read. You you get these kids, and the kids are great. <laughs> uh, you've got Mikey, you've got um, Mouth, you've got Chunk, you've got Data... Uh, Steph, Andy, uh, Brand. Uh, Some of the best bits, though, are actually with the very first three characters that you see in the movie, which is uh, Ma Fratelli and her sons. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're comic genius. I mean, it's, it's... It plays out in a lot of ways like slapstick humor, and even then, it's still great. (laughs) Oh, no, there's... I mean... They're the bad guys, but you still like to see what they're up to, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, in some ways, it kind of reminded me, you know, going back to, like, Keystone Cops days where you had oh, them yeah. chasing the criminals. <laughs> and they're just bumbling, you know, bumbling criminals type of thing. Uh, what happens, you see Mikey and he and Brand kind of just take up, you know, he, he convinces Brand that he's going to leave. And Brand is like, no, you're not. Mom's going to kill you. And so they end up pulling and stretching his spring exercise thing. I forget what do they even call it now. I remembered those things. I can't, uh, yeah. I, it was, I, I can't remember what they called, but it was one of those stupid exercise contraptions. Oh, yeah. that... I, remember, I remember having them when I was like, you know, 16 and I was uh-huh. just starting to get hair on my chest and I went ahead and did it and the hair oh, got no. caught in the springs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, ow. <laughs> yeah. So that's... I don't like those things. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you see them. They they trick Brand. They take off and they find this this old restaurant. And they're like, hey, this is a summer restaurant. What? You know, and they, st- they start seeing people in the restaurant. And they're like, that's not right. And they hear gunshots. And of course, Chunk is flipping out. He goes and he finds the... ORV, the off-road vehicle, the the Jeep Cherokee that that uh, the Fratellis were using as their as their getaway vehicle with bullet holes in it, and he's like, "This is the Fratellis! This is the Fratellis! Oh my God!" You know, they they end up going. The kids end up going down through the restaurant. They find this path that goes underneath, and they make their way through all these different booby traps. Booty traps. Booty traps. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Booty traps. 
<laughs> oh, I, I love that little kid. He's so adorable. Oh. But they get all the way. They get all the way to the end. They find this guy named Chester Copperpot, who was a recluse who was trying to track down the treasure of One-Eyed Willie, and they find out that he got crushed by a stone. That looked very painful, man. Yeah, yeah. I hope he died instantly. Yeah, they're like, oh, and of course, you know, they're looking. Wow, Lou Gehrig, who's that? Which is kind of like, oh <laughs> See, and man. That, and that was one of the mistakes that they had in the movie. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so Lou Gehrig was a baseball player in the 1970s or 60s. Uh, one of the two, right? Yeah, it was it was after the 1930s. I know that. Yeah, because they were talking about Chester Copperpot went, went down there in 1935. So that was a mistake. So he had a baseball card on him of a person that hasn't even been born yet. Yeah, I just thought that. Kind of, <laughs> I, I heard it. I'm like, yeah, something's wrong with this. Yeah, so so but you want, it's one of those things. I, I never would have picked that up yeah. know, before. So, but yeah, there was all sorts of things with this, and it's just, um, you know, they get down through there. They find Chester Copperpot. They use his stone key that he had to get further along. Uh, they meet up. They end up meeting up with uh, Andy's boyfriend or guy that was chasing her, Troy, via a wishing well. And they all say, <laughs> you know, look, we can't go up there. Up there, that's their time. Down here, down here's our time. That that was such a, that was such a good what was like a such a good speech and <laughs> oh, yeah. we're gonna do this, you know. <laughs> and they keep going on, and they they end up. At One-Eyed Willie's ship. And, of course, the Fratellis the entire time are following them and making their way along as the same path that the kids were. And, basically, the kids have set off all the booby traps, so the Fratellis are able to figure out exactly oh, where yeah. they have to go. Uh, when they get to the ship, they end up in the water, and they pop up, and they see this ship laying there in this cavern. And, originally, I know this because I saw this... I, I saw like a behind the music type thing or behind the movie on VH1 or whatever it was. And they're talking about how the kids, they had the kids come in. They, they had stunt doubles actually slide down the slides into the water. And they brought the kids in, had their backs to the ship, pushed them underwater and said, okay, when we want you to come up. We want your first expressions of what you see uh-huh. in the ship. And unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, Steve, Steven Spielberg was all happy about this. Richard Donner was all happy about this. The kids popped up and immediately started swearing and dropping f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, "Okay, we can't do that. <laughs> Let's try this again. Watch your language. Let's do it again." <laughs> well, because because no one saw the ship, they didn't see it until yeah. then, and so and it was and another fantastic. another thing. It, yeah, they were talking about another thing about this movie which is kind of rare these days, they filmed it uh, in sequential order. You know, usually they, yeah. they film different scenes here and there, but they actually filmed it almost in order. So this was their big moment at the very end. You know? yeah. So they've come all this way and they, oh yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> I would be cussing and swearing too. You yeah. like <laughs> well, I will tell you this movie because, because of that scene, it has gotten so much pop culture coverage. Uh, it has actually been reused in World of Warcraft. Um, I, I actually knew the developers for this game when I used to work for, for Blizzard. Oh, wow. And the developers said, they go, yeah, we were pretty impressed. We had to put this little bit of pop culture in. 
there is a scene in World of Warcraft where you actually have to go down in a dungeon and you fire off a cannon, you blow through this wall and, and get in there. And when you come down onto the docks, you run across the docks and you see this haze. And as you come through the haze, you look and here's this giant pirate ship. And it is spot on the Goonies ship. <laughs> it is One-Eyed Willie's boat. <laughs> I mean, it's such a beautiful ship, too. Oh, yeah. And then uh, another thing that I found out uh, researching this was Steven Spielberg offered anyone that wanted this ship. They're like, anyone want this ship? No one, no one wanted it, so it was destroyed. Oh, man. How heartbreaking is that? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm like... Oh, you could have offered it to me. I could have lived in it. Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God. <laughs> How many kids wouldn't have wanted this cool ship that oh, was like booby-trapped and all that, you know? Uh, but yeah, the, you get through all this. The Fratellis capture them. Chunk and Sloth end up rescuing them, and they get out onto the, they get out onto the beach, and they realize that they've left all the jewels behind. And there's this heartbreaking moment of, well, you know, we found them, we found this, but that's it. We lost all the jewels. And it was kind of like, you know what? You're my treasures. So the, the parents show up and they're, they're telling their kids, you're our treasures. We don't care where we have to live. And Mikey's dad is getting ready to sign on the dotted line for the foreclosure papers. Troy's dad is there and Troy being the little dick that he is, is right there. Come on, Tane. Jackass. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> so they, yeah, they get through all that, and as they're doing it, um, God, what is it? Lupita, I think her name was. Yeah, the uh, Rosalina. Their, excuse me. Their Latino housemaid. Yeah, who spoke not a word of English, but uh -huh. mouth was translating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they get through that, and Rosalina is there, and she's you know mouth is going. Uh, no pen, no paper, no sign. Don't sign. Don't sign. <laughs> and they find that there's all these jewels. And I, I I, just died laughing when I saw that. They're dumping out the jewels and I'm taking one look at them. I'm going, that's cheap glass and plastic. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I, I don't blame them for using real gems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you can you imagine that? Okay, they did. They got rid of the pirate ship, but someone would have taken the stones. <laughs> yeah, know? you know. <laughs> It just was, it was like, okay, it, it, it was believable. It, it worked, you know, cause again, this is, this is meant to be aimed for a family audience. So yeah. I was kind of like, okay, you know what? I can accept that. It just was looking back at it now. I'm like, oh God, this is so fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steven Spielberg, what, what, he could have used his own money. What, what was up yeah. with that now? Yeah, you know, I mean, God, the guy was living high off the hog from E.T. at this point. Exactly. <laughs> so you get through all this, you know, they, they end up having this chance and they're like, okay, we're not moving. The country club's not going to be built. Our houses aren't going to be torn down. And that's basically where the movie ends. It's a very happy, very happy moment. And, of course, right then, like right when you think it's all over, you hear the reporters go, what the hell is that? <laughs> and you look off and you see the pirate ship coming through the cavern and coming through out into the sea and it's it's floating off and sailing off into the sunset which i thought that was a nice touch yes oh my it was, gosh loved it <laughs> yeah it was superimposed to hell but i mean come on it was the 80s what do you expect for that <laughs> but you know, the thing is it was one of those it was like such a good ending to the movie like oh, yeah we had the super happy you know fun 
ending and everyone's happy. And then you just get this moment of like, okay, you just topped it off with being awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially since Lawrence, AKA, you know, chunk is standing there and he's telling the cops this happened. No, really, really. The Fratellis did this, <laughs> and, you know, the, the Fratellis and the pirate ship. And he goes, come on, you know, <laughs> and then he yeah. sees like, uh, uh, Okay, maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was pretty much how it ended. You know, great, great film. It's so much fun. And I could actually add to the happiness at the end here. Uh, I, I found out that, I guess I was, this is based on a book. I did not know this. Really? I did some research, yeah. And in the book, this, this is kind of fun, uh, Chunk's parents actually adopted Sloth, and they even give him a bar mitzvah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew that Chuck said, Sloth, you're going to come live with me now. And I always thought that was kind of weird because, you know, it's like Chunk just decided that, oh, they're going to adopt Sloth. Yeah. You know, and his mom was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yep. Here's this, you know, here's this, you know, 6'9", six, 6'10 six, guy who's all deformed because his mom dropped him a couple times. <laughs> That was uh, the sad part of the movie. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. When you find out what happened to him, you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I thought that was so cool. I'm like, I've got to go read this book now. Yeah, you know. Uh, there there were some great lines in there, though. Definitely hidden gems. And we'll get to that in a little bit. I do want to cover the cast because. Okay, cool. There are a bunch of people in this cast. Oh, that, yes. You know. <laughs> They've gone on. They've they're they're still still around. Uh, and some of them I forgot were even in uh, Josh Brolin. I totally <laughs> forgot that was him. Okay, my wife said the same thing. She's watching it. She goes, "Is that Josh Brolin?" I go, "Yes." <laughs> she goes, "Isn't that so and so's son?" I'm like, "James Brolin's son." Yes, <laughs> James Brolin, who's who was married to Barbara Streisand. Yes. It's like, really? He looks so <laughs> young here. Yeah, I well, know. Thirty years ago, everyone looked young. Thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look, if you look at Josh Brolin in The Goonies, and then you go back and you watch something like Jonas Hex, uh-huh. no, Jonah Hex, when he just looks absolutely horrible, he looks old. I mean, like he does. He, he looks like he's about you know sixty five years old in that thing, and it's like, okay, <laughs> good for you, Josh. Keep it, you know, keep acting type of thing. Uh Josh obviously played Brand, as, as we discussed. My favorite, though, he is a Ninja Turtle now. <laughs> we have Raphael. He plays Raphael now. He took over from Rob Paulson. Sean Astin is play, was Mikey, and he is a Ninja Turtle now. He is also a Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, oh, God. Rudy. Yes. Can't forget Rudy. <laughs> um, he... God, he's been so he's done so much. He was uh, Jim Kent on the Strain TV series. Uh, looking back, God, I'm trying to see all the stuff he's done. Uh, he was on Legend of Prince Valiant. He was Sergeant Ris- Richard Rascal Moore in Memphis Bell. Uh, he was Billy Tepper in Toy Sto- uh, Toy Soldiers. Uh, God, he was on the Brat. Oh my God, he was on the Brat Patrol. How did I forget that? <laughs> Uh, he was, you know, he he played with uh, Kevin Bacon in Whitewater Summer. Uh, he he was kind of all over, and I'm kind of glad to see Sean Astin really. You know, he kind of came came about and became this, you know, really great actor. All things considered, 
he didn't fall in like Corey Feldman did with drugs or Corey Haim. Corey Haim got, he was like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you know, just great. I, I, I well, I think his, cause his mom grew up, his mom's Patty Duke, by the way. Yes. And, um, I, I think she probably had that kind of influence because she didn't want him to, I mean, she knew what Hollywood was like. Yeah. Uh, and so hopefully I'm thinking it's probably because of his upbringing, but there's one thing she did do wrong. Oh. So <laughs> he actually had the map that the Goonies had. He, that's one thing you got to take from the set. Why she was cleaning out his room or whatever, when he moved away, she threw it away because she thought it was garbage. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, so much of these iconic memorabilia for this movie is gone, okay. and it's sad. That, that's it. Patty Duke is no longer no longer <laughs> of importance to me. I don't care that she did the miracle worker. <laughs> no, nope. Sorry, we're done. <laughs> oh, she feels really bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Sean Astin. I, I actually saw him at Comic-Con this year. Uh, he was there on, on a Ninja Turtles panel. He said he was kind of jazzed because they go in and they were recording for an episode uh, that happened this past year. And he said they made mention of a pirate ship and the the turtles having to deal with the pirate ship in the sewers. (laughs) And he goes, he he said he actually stopped while he was doing it. He goes, um, did you guys mean to do this? You know, 1985. Okay. Yeah. Check. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing about that show. They referenced so much. I mean, they did a whole oh, yeah. big trouble in little China episode. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they, they've got that. I mean, he said they've made references to not wanting to run around and having to search for rings on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, they're, they're LARPing and they're not. And he goes, as long as we don't have to search for any goddamn, you know, stupid rings. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, he's coming to my Comic-Con here in September, and I'm so excited to meet him. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, lucky, lucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sean Astin, he's been in this. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Because there is. There's so many. Um, well, let's go with Corey Feldman. Actually, yeah. Corey Hain, his best friend in real life, actually tried out for his same role. Oh boy! Yeah, Corey Haim actually tried out for the the role of Mouth. This is the first time where they actually met was on the auditions, and they became friends even though Corey Haim didn't get the role. And then they went on to Lost Boys, where they actually played together for the first time. So, <laughs> see, Lost Boys, they were good. You know, they they had that that energy, license to drive. They had that energy. I I cannot see anybody but Corey Feldman doing mouth. Oh, I know. I mean, that's, that's him. It's like one of those, it's one of those characters. I don't think he was actually acting. I think that was Corey Feldman. In the yeah. movie. <laughs> well, and Corey Feldman, the, the, the best, the best bits with mouth, of course, is when he's translating for Rosalita and he's telling her oh things like, gosh. make sure you separate out the drugs and, you know, marijuana in the top drawer, speed down in the third drawer, cocaine in the middle. It was like, you know, or, or however it was. I, I apologize if I got that wrong. Yeah. But, you know, uh, close and then enough. he's talking about the the, the sexual chamber up in the. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, he's like uh, devices. They senior Walsh. I'm just like, oh, how did her? How did you know, Mikey's mom not pick up on any of that? You know. I know. 
I'm I think just... she, Mikey's Bob was what. I mean, here they are. They're about ready to lose their house. They're about ready to lose everything. You know, I'm pretty sure she had her mind other places, so she's not looking for small details. Well, things. you never know. She, you know, they <laughs> thought she was going to notice the, you know. The, the, the dick the, on the, uh, Mike, the broken the, penis. Yeah, you know, <laughs> David. Yeah, on, on David. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my god, that's my mom's favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Of course it is, or you wouldn't be here. That was one of the best lines. You you, you glued it on upside down. If, if God did that to us, we'd all be pissing in our faces. <laughs> I mean, great, great line. Just yeah. you know, hilarious stuff. <laughs> He, and he, of course, he's the smartass, and so he's going to have some of the best lines. And I, oh, when, when they're in the, uh, when they're in the restaurant, and he starts talking, he starts giving all the Italian orders. He's like, "I want a veal scallopini, and I want this, <laughs> I want that. Ah, all we got here is tongue. You want tongue?" <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh well, I guess we could talk about her. Um, oh crap, I just lost her name. Anne Ramsey. She played Mama. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yeah. Mama Fratelli! Yes, yeah, Mama Fratelli. You know, she, she really did make uh, her appearance until the eighties, when she, she was at the end of her life. You know, she did this. She did throw Mama from the train, which she actually was nominated for uh, Best Actress or something like that, yeah. Best Supporting Actress or something. Yeah, horrible so. <laughs> movie, but she did great on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, between that and her showing up in Scrooge where she was a woman in the shelter. Oh I, yeah. I kept looking. I'm like, she looks familiar. Is, is that? Nah. And I went back and I'm like, Oh my God, it is her. <laughs> she was, she did a great job and she just has that natural scowl. And Oh yeah. I don't know. She honestly could be one of those people that would frighten me in real life, but I heard that she's really nice gal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's, she actually built a, theater company and a school for for kids to learn acting i'm like oh my gosh how awesome is this gal (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's the thing when you when you look at her and you're kind of like oh because like every time i saw her on screen i was like man that's a scary lady (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh you know um god we've got so many more that we want to cover i i I have to mention jonathan k kwan uh Uh jonathan k kwan it was data and when you look at him you're like he looks familiar. Yep. Because he also he also showed up in another Spielberg movie. He was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where he was playing a short round. Short round. So, I loved him as short round. Oh yeah, you know one of my favorite. I wanted lines to kill him, but I loved him as well. Oh yeah, you know the, one of my favorite lines is, "Oh, what's that? Sound like fortune cookie?" And they look down at the ground. There's all the bugs crawling across. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah. Mister <laughs> Jones, Mister Jones. <laughs> yeah, so we we had a lot there. Um, God, I'm trying to think. Some of these people, like I, I didn't really see them after the Goonies, unfortunately. Um, you know, Carrie Green, she was definitely hot. She showed up in in Lucas and Summer Rental. Um, she was in a couple of episodes of Mad About You. I, you know, Law and Order SVU. She had a role. I just don't remember seeing her doing anything besides the Goonies, really. I mean, she wasn't that big a role for me, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I don't remember her in a whole lot of other things either. But yeah, I mean, and she did a great job. 
Oh yeah, you know. She she, she got to kiss uh, Sean Astin. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. I think you know. I think Brand was standing in a hole somewhere around here. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, you know, a lot of these cast members, they I haven't seen them really in anything else, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Martha Plimpton. Well, a lot of them, like um, John Matsusek. Is that how you say his name? Guy who played Sloth. Oh yeah, he, he passed away at the age of thirty-five. I yeah, uh, I I think that it was due to drugs. I I think he yeah. was having problems with uh, steroids because he was a football yeah, player. He was a football player, and what here's another. The first time you see Sloth, he's wearing an Oakland Raiders shirt. That's who he used to play for. <laughs> yes. So I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. A little homage there. But yeah, I would be surprised if it was. Um. Wow drugs but oh um mary ellen trainer she's the one that played the mom she's been in tons of things um die hard and uh jaws you know <laughs> so. oh my god yes okay <laughs> I, I, I had to look and because like it just didn't dawn on me what she's done and now that i've seen her cast picture i'm like okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's been, she she's been a lot of things so. oh, yeah lethal the lethal weapon movies die hard uh, uh, Romancing the Stone, she's done. So, oh, yeah. apparently she's also was on Scrooge. Huh. I don't remember her on Scrooge. Wow, I I don't either, unfortunately. So, uh, she played. She had Officer Reese in Back to the Future Two when uh, they're they're bringing uh, Jennifer home. They're dropping her off at her home, and they're like, "Here, this. Oh, wow, okay. she's got a lot of work done." So yeah, that that was her. Uh, she definitely had some good 80s films. One of your favorites, I know. She was in The Monster Squad as Emily. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, she she was the mother. So I love that show, too. Uh, I, again, the, the same company and crew that did um, Goonies did Monster Squad. So that's quite kind of how that's kind of the same feel to them. So. <laughs> well, if we look back now, obviously there is a ton of stuff. This film had so many references to other things uh-huh. in the movie and has been referenced since. So just a couple of things that I want to bring up, a couple little bits of trivia. Uh, the When we see Sloth and he rips open his shirt to expose the Superman logo, uh-huh. funny thing with that, Richard Donner was actually the director for the original Superman movie, and he was supposed to direct that in Superman 2. And what happened, they said, oh, you're taking way too long. They cut it. They basically took most of what he had for Superman 2 and they made it into Superman. So we see that kind of whole going around and reversing time and whatnot. And they basically redid that whole garbage with um, with the, with the three escaping from the Phantom Zone and all that. Mm-hmm. And so Richard Donner was not able to... He, he was basically cut off of the film there is a superman 2 richard donner cut which you can go and find out there and and actually watch i haven't seen it yet so i'm not sure exactly what it entails but for those who are interested it's out there uh one of the other things that they made a reference to with the richard donner film is there is a bit where chunk is talking to the sheriff on the phone and he makes mention, and he says, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yes. He goes, yeah, you know, you, you talked about all these little things, these little creatures that if you fed them after midnight, they, they'd, 
you know, they, they turn evil or something like that, which was an exact reference to the movie uh, Gremlins, which Richard Donner also did. Another great 80s classic. <laughs> oh, I, I love Gremlins, and that, I'm going to have to cover that on here at some point. Oh, for sure. I, oh, my gosh. Who didn't love Gizmo? Yes. Oh, my God. My, you know, I don't know how many people didn't have dogs or cats named Gizmo because they looked like Gizmo. <laughs> my my last dog, she looked just like Gizmo, and so that was her middle name. See, see, <laughs> right there. Yeah, because I mean, he, if you, if he's like the epitome of just cuteness. You're just like, oh my gosh, everyone yeah. wanted a little mugway. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, it, there were so many things. I, I I know you said you have a bunch of trivia, so I'll let you bust out on some of the stuff. Okay, let's see what else did I find out. Um, oh, happy happy ending. So when all the the kids are are being greeted by their parents, a lot of the those people are the actual kids' family members. Really, they actually invited them onto the set uh, to come in and greet them. So. <laughs> So I, I thought that was pretty fun. That is pretty cool. I, I, yeah. I can see that. Let's see. Um, do, 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 do. I'm sorry. I thought I had this. Uh, uh, there, there was a bunch of stuff uh, cut out uh, of the movie that, um, like I said, uh, there was there's one thing at the end that was kind of like a goof where I just lost her name. Uh, Mouth was talking to the other gal. Oh, um, Steph, Steph. Yes. So, so he's talking about how she saved his life. That was cut out in the movie. So that, that kind of doesn't make sense at, at the end. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Like I said, the movie was shot in sequence. Oh, this was Josh Brolin's screen debut. So, yeah. Uh, they said it took over 900,000 gallons of water to make this movie. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, after seeing the whole pool in indoors, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, so it says, during the filming, uh, Steven Spielberg and Richard Donner sent the, the boys to Dodger Stadium uh, afterwards uh, for a Michael Jackson concert. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's kind of creepy now that you think about it. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the fast food chain that they were talking about, Godfather's Pizza, it was supposed to be straw hat pizza, but they didn't want to be in the film. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just like, really? I really? used to work for Godfather's and hated it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay. It says the arcade game you see Chuck playing at the pizza place at the beginning of the film is uh, is Cliffhanger, which is another 80s movie. Oh, God, yes. I can't believe that movie's that old. I... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it says here, shit or bullshit was uttered 19 times, not including the one that was spelled out. <laughs> um, did you now? Did you catch the bit they, that uh, the theme song was actually playing on MTV during the film? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, I was like, oh my god, they have it. If you ever want to go see it, go look at it. It's out there on YouTube. They put it together, and it's a 12-minute music video. It's it's like if you ever want to watch the uh, black or white extended video for Michael Jackson, this is a lot of the same sort of stuff where you have Cyndi Lauper. Uh, she, she ends up getting uh, 
the bangles together to play pirates. Andre the Giant plays a sloth, which... <laughs> That's so cool. I, it, it's it's kind of a stretch when you see it and you see the movie now. And it's like, uh, Andre looks nothing like a sloth. <laughs> but oh, they... let's see. What else do I have? I think I've pretty much mentioned most of it. But there's there's just so many things that, that I found out. I mean, you're talking about how all the little gadgets that Data had and how he built them and stuff. And if you think about it, at the very end, it was like the very first use of a selfie stick. His dad, if you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the first reference to like a selfie stick. <laughs> uh, I, I did like, it, it seemed really kind of just incongruous with the film when Chunk wants to come in and he has to get up and do the truffle shuffle and all that. Oh, I know the truffle shuffle. <laughs> and they go through with opening, you know, pushing this thing and opening the gate. I was kind of like, really? They have to go through this entire elaborate Rube Goldberg machine to do it? Now, the funny thing is if you look at the very end, towards the very end of, of the whole run of the, the machine, there's actually written on the side of a tank. Yeah, I saw there that. It says Rube G, which is a reference to Rube Goldberg. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. Oh, nice little yeah. touches. Yeah. So many fun, fun things. I mean oh. – it was just a well put together movie. Yeah, I you know I loved it. I I would definitely see this again. Um, I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> yeah. Now, I am going to bring to note because this has been kicked around for quite some time. Uh oh. The sequel. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are like, "There's a sequel coming," and, and of course. People There's are, always a sequel. <laughs> well, here's the thing is that they the sequel has been 30 years in the making. Okay, they have been trying to get this thing done for years. They were actually going to have Richard Donner and all of the cast, you know, all the still living cast was supposed to be showing up at Comic-Con. Not this year, not 2015, but in 2014. We were all set to go see the panel. We were waiting and they come out and they go, yeah, we're having to cancel the panel. Sorry. <gasps> I didn't hear about this. What happened? They just didn't show for some reason. We we never actually found out why they didn't show up. I don't know oh. if Richard Donner couldn't make it or or what. Sean Astin was there already there. He's like, hell yes, I'm I'm ready for this. He was there because of Turtles. Yeah. You know, so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the good news is the sequel is in development right now. That's awesome. So uh, April 5th. 2014, Donner said, yes, there's a sequel. He's working at trying to get the entire cast to come back, you know, or, you know, what, whoever's still alive anyway. He wants them all together for this. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I, I want to see this film. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. bad. I still want to see it, <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it, it's just, the, the, and of course, that was the other thing is that they came out with a video game. And I was one of the people who had the NES video game for this. The Goonies I remember 2. playing this. Oh my gosh, you totally forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, I loved that game. And I remember going through, and the whole thing was that you had to rescue a mermaid named Annie. And you were running through these caverns, and you were getting all these gadgets that Data had laid out. And like you were meeting all these different Goonies that you had to find in order to find, and then give you clues on how to find Annie. Mm-hmm. 
And I, th- or, you know, Annie, and I was like, oh, hey, this is pretty cool. And then you get through to the end, and I'm like, that's it? And, and, of course, they had, like, the Fratellis that were running around, and they always had, like, they'd say, oh, Mama Fratelli's coming after you, or, you know, this person's coming after you, that person's coming after you. They had, like, 50,000 Fratellis running around in this thing, and I was yeah. always kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I you know it was well worth it. I love this game. I God, I, I I really hope that they actually do come out with a sequel. I want to see the movie. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. So I it, think... it's just a it's one of those movies that just brings back so many memories. Oh yeah, you know because I was so jealous of these kids. I'm like, they're going on this treasure hunt and they're actually finding real treasure and they're getting into these crazy you know death defying traps and i was just so jealous of them i wanted to be with them some of them were some of them were absolutely hilarious like when they get caught underneath the country club and they start banging on the pipes oh i know (laughs) and of course you see like you know, you know, you see the guy who's trying to drink out of the faucet, the you know fountain, the water fountain, and it's like going up and down. And he gets bopped in the uh-huh. face. The the best one, which I always laughed at, but I always kind of wondered because you see the kid walk in and he opens up the magazine. He walks into the toilet and sits down on the toilet, and I'm watching it. And I I remember thinking as a kid that did he pull his pants down? And I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden you see him get shot up off the toilet, and I realize he's wearing red underwear. <laughs> and I'm like, how would you be sitting on a toilet doing your business if you're wearing underwear? Well, they had to keep it PG, remember? I, yeah, I know, but still, it's one of those things that I saw, and I'm like, he's wearing underwear being shot up into the air and down. But how? <laughs> would that make a mess? You know, of course, this is... This is like my eight-year-old mind going over this, you know, at the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's so much fun, though. So much fun. So I think with that, we will go ahead and we'll close out this episode. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening to Talking About My Generation. You can go out and find us out on the web at mygenerationpodcast.com. Uh, you can go and leave us feedback on iTunes. Tell us what you think. I'm still waiting for a one-star review because so far I'm not finding anybody who hates the, who hates the podcast. That's so, good. That's awesome. I know. I know. I'm waiting for the one-star review because I know I'm going to rip it to shreds and just laugh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, Some of them probably listen to it for like five seconds and will be like, oh, this is like a crap. You know, exactly. They, they exactly. Never give it a shot. It's one of those things. So. Yeah. So we've got that. If you <laughs> well, want to. Thanks uh, for having me on. I, I always have so much fun oh, yeah. when I come on here. Yeah, I, I love and, talking and about this stuff. I'm going to have to have you back. We'll, we'll have to do Goonies. We'll have, or uh, not Goonies. We'll have to do Gremlins. We'll have to cover, you know, the Monster Squad. Especially oh. when we start getting in towards October, that'll be perfect. Yes, yes, for sure. So <laughs> I'll have to have you back. We'll cover some stuff. You know, pick oh, out some sure. stuff. So, uh, have you got anything that you want to promote? Uh, you could just follow me on Twitter. That's Beatles Diva. Uh, Beatles like the band, not the bug. And if you want to Google that, that's pretty much. I'm the only Beatles diva out there, so <laughs> you're gonna find me if you want. If you really want to find me, that's how you find me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, folks, and we'll sign off now. Aloha.